Grab your Nikons, here come the Dodge City Icon. Order lay pass on, watch your step. I'm low key, but I know a few niggas who be ready to wreck. I'm on your neck like internal revenue service. My mission is simple, make it so you never resurface. Money and mic's my purpose, nothing in this world is perfect. To God, took a second look and said he's pretty close. Take a toast. I see, I see. I, I've, been yeah, peeping, I, I've been peeping the toilet, man. I see that you, uh, you did a performance uh, last week, if I'm not mistaken. Nah, you know what, my last performance, I guess in terms of being on the quote-unquote real stage, was I hadn't performed since uh, October of last year. Um, I had a, I got a friend of mine, uh, shout out my man Ken Brass, and uh, Sound Off Sundays out in Detroit off of, uh, what was that, uh, Seven Mile, Eight Mile Road, oh, out that way. Um, I did a, I did a joint with them. He's, uh, he's actually the promoter of that event. The night before that, I was at, um, Bankroll Studios, uh, for their, uh, open mic thing, which, which was, uh, it was surreal because Bankroll's years and years ago used to be, um, the hip hop shop. And the hip hop shop was where guys like Eminem and Proof all of those guys, they used to go in there and battle and all of that. And it was crazy. Like when you walk in on the right hand side, like on the back wall, it's a mural of proof um on the wall. And so when I saw that, I was like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? It felt like I, I kind of made it, you know what I'm saying? I was it was just it was just an honor to, you know, to be in that uh in that area, you know what I'm saying, experiencing that culture and all of that. Um you know, just to be in, just to be in that same building was was a whole nother experience in and of itself. Because I'm like, damn, like you know, M was was out here getting it in this in this same building and shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, he got on, so that was that was cool. But yeah, I'm I'm sorry, I'm kind of I'm rambling. I'm on a tangent, but uh, <laughs> yeah, to sum it all up, yeah, that was my last yeah, that was my last performance. Okay, that's that's no problem, bro. MJ Oden, welcome to the I Can't Make This Up podcast. Pleasure to be here, man. <laughs> so, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to my audience? All right, well, um, once again, I go by the name of MJ Oden, a.k.a. the Mad Scientist, a.k.a. the Don Mateo. A uh, couple of little aliases, you know, little shit like that, but... um. You know, at the core of it, I'm just a just a young man. You know what I'm saying, with a dream and a passion. You know what I'm saying. You know, decided to use my talent to try to make that happen. Okay. So, how long you been rapping? Uh <laughs> you mean rapping good or just rapping? Period? <laughs> Rap, rapping period. <laughs> now, um, I've been I've been doing this since I was about uh, about 13. Um. I mean, music has always, you know, 
something that's been, you know, part of my part of my life, part of my household. But um, it wasn't nothing that I really like shot my hand in until I was a teenager. Okay, so you said you said rapping good or just rapping. So when did you <laughs> when did you feel as though you got good? When I <laughs> I got good when I was about maybe 15, yeah, about 15, yeah, about 15. Okay. You know, it was, I went from, you know, writing like little, you know, little middle school raps or whatever, and, you know, then when I started, you know, trying to explore with, you know, lyricism and, you know, rhyme schemes and stuff like that, that's where I, and then, of course, you know, as you get older, you know, your pen gets a little sharper. You know what I'm saying? You can start exploring and experimenting, you know, different kind of ways. Okay. So you was in middle school slash high school and you started, you know, writing or whatever. Was you doing like talent shows or anything like that? Uh, nah, not really, no. I, you know, not that I didn't, not that I didn't want to. Um, I did finally do one uh, my senior year, and I lost because <laughs> I, I was the only rapper in the talent show. So there was nothing to really judge me off. I mean, that's not necessarily true. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, it is a talent show, whether your talent was magic or you know, hey. backflipping into a cup. You know what I'm saying? It's all about right how you come across and how you perform because, you know, that's what they're going to be judging you on. So, yeah. you know, if you, if you saying that it, it wasn't, you was the only musical act, that's, you know, that's one thing, but okay, yeah. I, I've but, seen people, you know, win talent shows when everybody else was doing like, you know, dance performance. And then they came out there and did like a, a fire, uh, you know, poetry reading or something like that. You right. Know? Right. Hey, I, all I can tell you is I lost. <laughs> it, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, but that was one of those things. Um, I guess subconsciously it made me, you know, go a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. So around that time was when I like was when I really started like chopping in my pen game or what have you. You know what I'm saying? That that type of thing. Okay. So you you say you uh you performed in a talent show your senior year. So you get out of high school. Where do you go from there? Like, when did you really start taking rap seriously? Um, I've always kind of, I've, I've always taken rap serious. Um, I've always taken rap and, um, and my production uh, very seriously. And um, I took a little bit of time off. Um, you know, was working, you know, working part time or what have you. Um, and I decided I was going to enroll in the Art Institute. So once I got there and got exposed to all different kinds of, you know, all other producers and songwriters and singers and rappers and what have you. So being in that environment, um, it, it, it taught me. Um, that is, is more to it, you know what I'm saying, than just putting, especially with my production, it, it's a lot more to it than, uh, you know, just putting a drum track down and, and some keyboards or what have you. It's a lot of the technical stuff and the mastering and the EQing and all of that. So that was, um, 
honestly one of the one of the best experiences of my life is if I hadn't gone to Art Institute, I probably wouldn't be uh, anywhere near uh, artist that I am now because back then I kind of was, I guess you could say I was a little cocky or, you know what I'm saying, couldn't nobody really tell me nothing, you know what I'm saying, and I just knew, you know, what I was doing was, you know, I was doing the right thing or what have you, and it was like, nah, like, let me show you how to do this, you know what I'm saying, put the pressure right here, put the compressor right here, put the EQ here, quantize that, and I ain't know what the hell they was talking about when they was telling me all this. So, you know, that was um, one of the best experiences in my life, personally. Okay, so what was the name of the uh, art institute you went to? Oh, it was the Art Institute, um, Art Institute of Washington, by, uh, out of uh, Rosman Station. Okay, okay, I know you talk about And how long was that course? Uh, three semesters. I actually, actually went there to show you how how cocky i was i, I went there to study film mm. so i was like well i already got the music shit down so <laughs> you know it was one of them type of things so um and then like i said once i once i started surrounding myself with uh other other people who were actually there studying music and you know was was doing the knowledge and all of that you know that's when i was like okay hold up let me you know let me take a step back Took me a while to get it, but uh, once I got to that point, I was like, "Okay, I, I figured it out now." So, okay, well, that's what's up. Not a lot of people even, you know, take it that far. Some people have natural talent, but don't really have, you know, the technical guidance they would need to perfect it, and that's why they go to labels or they, mm-hmm. you know, go to somebody else and try to get like, you know, as much game as possible or tips, tricks of the trade, things of that right. to, you know, sharpen, sharpen their whole skill set in order to be, you know, the next Lil Wayne or whatever, you know, whatever they, you know, uh, try to ascertain as far as goals. Definitely. And that was, I mean, that was pretty much the, the position I was in. Like I said, in my mind, I knew everything already. Um, until I, you know, until I listen to my shit, and then I'm listening to my homeboy shit, and it's like, okay, why don't my shit sound like his? It sounds good, you know, in terms of theory and aesthetic, but the the technical side of it, you know, was lacking. So and, you, uh, so you mean as far as sound quality, yours wasn't yeah. catching up to the next person? Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay, so basically they help uh, when you went to the Art Institute to help you uh, figure out a way to tinker with your sound and make sure that yours is coming mm-hmm. out crisp and it's mm-hmm. matching, you know, you know those radio hits that you hear every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's what's up. So basically, like any of artists. You know, you spend a lot of time fine tuning your projects and it ain't nothing that you're going to you don't want to rush anything and put anything out half ass. You want to make sure that whatever Absolutely. you put out sounds good to the, you know, to the to the best of your ability. Absolutely. OK, so who are some of your uh, musical inspirations? Mm, man, we could we could go all day, man. Um, I mean, for at the root of it, you know, what I'm saying I grew up. You know, basically like the the typical black household. You know, what I'm saying gospel, R&B, um, 
I remember being influenced by hip-hop even at, like, two, three years old, you know what I'm saying? Seeing, like, the hypnotized video and, you know, some of the, you know, uh, uh, Tupac, Hail Mary, you know what I'm saying? Mace and all of them, you know, when, when Bad Boy was, like, really blowing up, you know what I'm saying? A little bit of uh, Jay-Z. Like, my mother had, like, all the Jay-Z albums, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I, I grew up, you know, like, like in terms of my influences. So, uh, I mean, if I could name names, uh, you know, Kirk Franklin, Fred Hammond on the gospel side, mm-hmm. um, on the R&B side, uh, Jodeci was like a big, a big thing for me. You know, to this day, I, I love Jodeci. I could sing damn near every lyric to every song or every album. Um, uh, Prince, another another huge influence, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, Prince gave me, uh, I, I, I would watch him not only for musicianship, but, um, you know, his stage presence, you know what I'm saying? For a man who was 5'2", barefoot, you know what I'm saying? He had the biggest stage presence I had ever seen, you know what I'm saying? And could play the guitar one minute, put the guitar down, break break out into a dance and then went over to the piano and you know what I'm saying you know a little shit like that you know what I'm saying so that was that was always cool to me um on the rap side like I said Biggie Pop uh Hove Nas uh old Kendrick you know what I'm saying those guys really kind of helped uh help cultivate um the way I write and the way I try to you know come across on record. You said old Kendrick? No, I said ho, Jay-Z. Oh, oh, I thought you said yeah. old Kendrick, like Kendrick Lamar. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, listen, <laughs> man. Look, Kendrick, man, Kendrick is going to be Kendrick 24-7, 365, as far as I'm concerned, man. Okay. I remember, man, when, when Pimper Butterfly came out, and that was like, that was like one of the, like a, a kind of low point in my life. And that, that album just got, that album got me through a lot. So, you know, Kendrick is, is, is sentimental to me. Okay. So, uh, what about down south rappers? I didn't really hear you mention anybody from down there. Uh, you know, it's it's funny because it, it took me a while to kind of come around to it, but I like um I like Outkast. Uh, I mean, I, all of them I like Outkast probably okay. the most. Um, I like a little bit of UGK. Um. Kind of started getting in. Um, you know what? I got in a, a Scarface a little bit when I was in um, my freshman year of high school. I had a friend who um, like made all these mixtapes for me or whatever. So I had like Scarface, uh, Devin the Dude, you know those type of guys. But um, I've always been, I've always been more influenced by like East Coast, you know, New York rappers. Okay. Okay. How old are you? 27. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> no no offense, but you know, I could I could judge a, a age range by, you know, they certain genres that they connect to or they adapt to or yeah. they adhere to. So, you know, I I can understand. Like for me, Outcast is, you know, if not the best duo, top oh, easily. duo, you know, 
easily rap period so easily you know it, it is what it is if you got a problem with it out there you know at oh no oh no so, <laughs> hey, I, I, I fuck with outcast hard man. i fuck with outcast hard i okay. can't i probably can't i can't i probably can't recite like every lyric but you know what i'm saying i i do like uh outcast probably like like like, like i said as far as like southern artists or whatever that's like number one to me Okay, well, it's a lot of artists in the DMV. Um, anybody in particular that you uh, that you like? Uh, artists in the DMV. Um, <laughs> you're probably gonna laugh. I like Wale. Um, uh, um, who else? Goldlink. Uh, he had that joint with uh, Shy Glizzy and uh, uh, Brent Fires. I like that one. Uh-huh. Um. Off the top of my, I mean, uh, I was, <laughs> I mean, if I can name some of my homies or whatever, you know, that's, you know, that's that's funny, you know. Yeah, go ahead and name them. Oh yeah, uh, shout out my nigga Maul, SC Molly, uh, my man Billy Bob, Louie, my little brother, um, uh, you know, do you know guys like that? Uh, Only One Bay, my man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Hippie Weirdo, you know what I'm saying? My guys. Uh, Santino, oh man, my nigga Santino. This Santino, Santino will fuck you up if you if you like Southern rappers, mm-hmm. you gonna fuck with Santino because Santino got that like that no limit cash money vibe. You know what I'm saying? So okay. if, if that if if you into that shit, you will fuck with Santino. So when when you say that, he has like that that type of style when he raps. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. He he got a joint. One of my favorite songs, uh, "1999 Driver," which was uh, which he kind of ripped from uh, Juvenile Verse on uh, "Bling Bling." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, he said, uh, "I'm a 1999 driver. I'm a Southside DC rider." So when I heard that shit, I was like, "Oh, this is like this is crazy." Then when I went back and heard the Juvenile joint, I was like, "Okay, it makes sense now." You know what I'm saying? So when you when you listen to him, that that vibe and that energy is definitely there. You know, I I've been seeing the rise uh, of more DC artists getting more popular and popular. Um, I, I I see that there's a lot of you know uh, you know growth when it comes to the talent, the skill, and the recognition that they deserve. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's the young lady name? Rico Nasty. Uh, she uh. I, I forget what magazine she was just in, but I know she just uh, got an award and, you know, she's getting highlighted. People like, you know, talent period out the DMV, you know, people like Kevin Durant, yeah, and, um, definitely. you know, Dave Chappelle, uh, Taraji P. Henson. Uh, Lawrence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like all, all these people, you know, they are not that they haven't been getting their recognition, but you know, they now the DMV is being highlighted for those for these people. You know, a lot of people assume like Martin was from like like Chicago or Detroit or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Whole time from Landover. Yeah, exactly. Martin from Landover. <laughs> Taraji Taraji went to uh what's what school was that? Um uh I wanna say she was from Southern Maryland, but she went to the school out the city, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, she she went to she I know she went to school out PG out out this way somewhere I can't think uh can't think of the name off the top of my head 
it is gonna come to me when I ain't thinking about it no more. Um, I want to say uh, Regina uh, Regina Hall as well from out here. Um, Big Tigger, he went to Duval Tick. from Mount. Okay, right, right, right. So yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like you know, what I'm saying I, I I see DC. You know, what I'm saying the whole DMV really is. You know, what I'm saying it's about to be the the next big thing, man. Well, since you since you in the game, and I know that you you know you stay on social media and just you know not alone just that, but you know you gonna keep up with the culture. Why is there such a, a disconnect when it comes to you know artists working together or you know not recognizing somebody else's talent? Um, man, I, at the root of it, honestly, I feel like it's a it's a crab in the barrel mentality. You know what I'm saying? If if this man is moving on the bigger and better, and I'm still down here, you know what I'm saying? The the feeling of why am I not at this position, or why am I not? You know what I'm saying? Why am I not being given the same opportunities? Starts to creep into that individual's mind and you know and and their spirit. You know, so their natural inclination, depending or depending on the person that you're dealing with, you know what I'm saying, that, that jealousy starts to take over them and they feel as though they got to tear somebody down as opposed to, you know, celebrate with them or being happy for them. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I mean, that's that's one of those things where, like, I guess to a to a degree or another, you would have to ask that individual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I I can speak for myself and say it's probably more so like I look for a certain type of quality and a certain type of sound um, when it comes to working with other artists. So if I feel as though me and that person just don't mesh. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing personal towards them, but it's just not, you know, what I'm looking for. Or, you know, nine times out of time, I mean, it's it's nothing to just um, you know, try to try to create or or tailor that sound to, you know, whoever that, that individual is. Okay, so when you work with other artists, is it uh, is it a writing project, or is it something you producing, or is it something like you getting them on one of your tracks as a feature? Um, it's it's a it's a little bit of um, you know, me producing for other artists, um, a little bit of me featuring, you know, with other artists or what have you. Um, a lot of times, I know, you know, with me, like I make a beat, you know, what I'm saying. Um, I have a verse for it and I, you know, I call up so-and-so and such and such, hey, jump on this joint with me, you know, and, and that's how that, that's how that comes about. Or somebody hit me up and say, hey, I need a hook or hey, I need a verse or, you know, can you, uh, can you make a beat for me or something, something along those lines, and, you know, that's how that, that's how that happens. Okay. You uh you ever heard of Crank Lucas? Yeah, yeah. Funny dude, man. I, I fuck with Crank Lucas, man. <laughs> okay, what you think about his flow? His his uh his album that he dropped last year, that jump was fire. 
Uh, you know, that's, I, mean, I gotta listen to that then. You know, I, I've been seeing, I, I, I fucked with him from like the, the YouTube shit, you know what I'm saying? When he do like the, like the decade raps. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like he do like the 80s and the 90s and then early 2000s and then like the current shit. You know, so that's, that's how I got hit the uh, Crank Lucas. Well, like me, you know, <clears throat> you know, the, the little comedy, like little spook shit, you know what I'm saying? I know he could spit though. I, I know, I know for a fact he can spit. I, I just haven't gotten around to listening to an entire project. Oh yeah, his his talent uh, is one that can't be denied. Like once I I started paying attention to what he was saying about him making his own beats and then him selling them, and then when he announced that his album was dropping, I was like, okay, I want to mm-hmm. see him. You know, what I'm saying do something that's you know just music based and not for. You know, not necessarily that that his skits or his videos aren't just for entertainment, but you know, just him music wise because his pen game mean. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And he's real versatile when it comes to switching up flows and everything. Definitely. Like, you know, I would love to have him on the show, but you know, that's neither here nor there. He he doing big things. He he out here. Um, I know he did a video with a couple of them dudes out in L.A., uh, Miss Sade, Big John, somebody else, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But the DMV got talent, man. The TMV, Definitely, it, it got a lot of talent, but, you know, it's always a disconnect when people feel as though you hear, you know, artists say that they got to leave the DMV to, to grow and, and to get better. And then a lot of people say that, you know, uh, you don't have to leave the DMV to to get to that point the way you, you know, restart them or nothing like that, which is necessarily true. But the thing that people fail to realize is that, you know, it's different strokes for different folks. You know, what right. works for one person ain't going to work for the next. So when you take, you know, ego and emotion out of it, you got to look at the facts. You know what I'm saying? What's going to what's going to get you to the point that you would, you know, where you want to be? Is it staying here and, and keep trying or jumping on an opportunity that could get you there, you know, faster than, you know, you know, another five or 10 years back home. And I try to look at it as, you know, you, um, you always want to, you know, broaden your horizon. You know what I'm saying? You always want to broaden your, uh, your audience. So, you know, is it, I love DC. I love it to death. You know what I'm saying? We doing big things out here. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see the, the growth and the, you know, progress. But, you know, I, I look at it as uh, I got to, I got to see what works. Um, okay. So put it like this. I'm a big wrestling fan. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, you know, in the, in the old, you know, territorial days, you know, the in the 60s, 70s, 80s, certain certain wrestlers or certain, I guess, gimmicks or what have what 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 might work in St. Louis won't work in Tennessee. What okay. worked in Tennessee might not work in Georgia. So it's a matter of trying to, you know, it's it's more or less trying to see like what the audience reacts to. Okay, so basically what you're saying is, you know, different markets respond to, mm-hmm. you know, different things. Right. So, you know, essentially what you want to do, at least from my perspective, I'm not a, I'm not a musical artist, 
you know you can you can be the biggest fish in the pond that you you stay in mm-hmm. but you know what i'm saying you want your your talent to transcend that so you don't just want to entertain people around you you want to be able to entertain people on a national level definitely. or international level definitely so you know maybe maybe that's what they're doing when they decide to leave because you know you can you can strengthen your pen almost yeah. anywhere you know but if you only exposed to what you know and you can't grow as a person and an artist. Definitely. And then at the same time, yeah, you know, sometimes it is harder to, to break out your own city. You it's a lot of artists, you know what I'm saying, who who are major, you know, national and international stars now, but could barely chart in they in their hometown. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a little it's a little bit of all of that. It's it's a combination of all of those things. So let me ask you this. If you ever got to that point to where, you know, you, you made it big and you, you got national recognition for your talent, right? Mm-hmm. Would you try to go back and try to, you know, achieve that same thing home? Because everybody else can, you know what I'm saying, can, can, can fuck with you basically, you know, but still back home, you, you know, they treat you like you anybody else on the street. So would would that be something you would do or you wouldn't really pay it no mind because you know essentially you reached the goal of what you try to do? Hmm. Good question. Um I mean again, I, I, I love my city, you know what I'm saying? So I look at it as as long as the the quality of my music is is a one you know what i'm saying like people people are gonna people are gonna fuck with you or not fuck with you however way they want to but i know that i have the the talent and the skill to to be a a top tier you know top-notch artist you know what i'm saying so it's kind of like you either do or you don't you know, it's 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 kind of hard to answer that question. To be honest with you, I, I never really, you know, what I'm saying I never really put no thought into that. You know, up in, up until now. Um, but again, I, I love my city. You know, what I'm saying I'm always, you know, I'm always carrying on my back. Um, you know, I <laughs> I hope they do like me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, DMV represent all day. I feel no you. doubt, no doubt. So, I mean, you know, if I was in that position, I don't really know if I would, me personally. But yeah. you know, at the end of the day, everyone has their own goal that they're trying to ascertain. Like for me, in my experience, it's been a, it's been a year since I started my show, mm-hmm. and most of my supporters are people I never even met. You know what I'm right. saying? So, you know, I got people that listen to me that's, you know, in London and Ireland and Israel, um, Australia, you know, South America. Uh, I'm not, don't think I'm in Africa yet, but, you know, it's, you know, uh, and then the majority's here in the, in the U.S., which is great, you know, but, you know, but I you got want that. You want that bigger market. Well, not just that, you know, I would, I would hope that, you know, the people that's around me, you know, 90% of the time, the same, but, 
you know, out of that, it's it's a handful of people that actually, you know, listen and support. Right, and, right. you know, I didn't think it would be that way, but, you know, that's what life is essentially, you know? Right. So I don't, I don't ask, I don't ask for support of people who should do it automatically. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm going to keep going regardless to how, you know, someone else's feel or their lack of, you know, care when it comes to something that I feel passionate about because right. I can't let that deter me, you know, and I would tell that to anybody else, you know, I see people that, you know, started uh, whatever they had their passion behind, whether it be music, comedy or whatever, prior to, you know, uh, the pandemic of last year. Mm-hmm. And then when things dried up, they they didn't know how to pivot. They didn't have no support. Everybody was just you know, scrambling, trying to, you know, put the pieces together and then they gave up or it was, you know, people that had supporters and then people, you know, stopped supporting them like they used to. And then they just said, you know, I can't get no help or I can't get no support. You know, I quit, you know what I'm saying? Y'all can have the game, you know what I'm saying? So when I see stuff like that, it's like, okay, I could, I could, I could, I could look at that and be like, well, if he feels that way, you know, maybe I should do the same thing, but I'm not regardless to, you know, what my episodes do or whatever I put out, do, you know what I'm saying? Does as far as the response, I'm going to continue because I got a goal in mind. I got a dream that I want to make come, you know, bring into reality. So that's what I'm going to do. It's it's all about consistency, regardless to what anybody else have. If I believe in it, it doesn't matter about the next person. Right. And uh, I mean, that's that's how you should, you know, that's how you should carry, you know what I'm saying? I know I, I've personally had those feelings of like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they don't, they don't fuck with me as, as hard as I thought they did. Um, you know, like a, a month ago today, um, I dropped my second album. And, you know, uh, upon the release, it was like, okay, like, okay, I, I know they, I know they, they fuck with it, but you know, I don't feel I ain't feel as though they, they fuck with it as hard as as the first album. Mm-hmm. And I had to I had to not I had to not overthink it. You know what I'm saying? Because at the same time I at the when I when I dropped the first album, I had the benefit of a live audience as well. Mm-hmm. Know what I'm saying? So again, like you like you said, when once the pandemic hit and shit got shut down, it's like, okay, no more shows. Not to say that I didn't know how to, you know, pivot or whatever the case may be, because I just said, okay, well, I'm gonna just keep dropping music. You know what I'm saying? If they if they fuck with me then, then they should fuck with me now. And you know, like I said, I I, I went through a phase where I was like, Maybe I maybe I didn't go as hard as I did the first time around, and you know me and my brother had a conversation. He was just like, you know, you can't let that you can't let that get to you. Because I mean, in my personal opinion, I feel as though like this this new album aesthetically is 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 on a whole nother level compared to compared to the first album, which you know is it, that's how it should be. You know, it's always about progress. And um, trying to trying to move on to the to the next uh, plateau. Okay, oh. so 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. No, I was just going. I was just saying. You know, the the feeling of did I? You know. You know, do I do I stop or do I take a break? I, you know, the the thoughts kind of kind of crept into my mind, and um, you know, for a little bit, and it kind of it kind of fucked with me for a little bit. But I had to take a step back and say, you know what, you you're doing what you can under the circumstances, and um, you know, I I still I feel I feel that I did a good job at what I did. Um, again, it's in my opinion, it's one of the one of the best body is the work that I've ever done. So, <laughs> you know, and I, I plan on, you know, doing better than that in the future. Okay. So I'm assuming that you're gonna go the independent route. Yeah. Um that's that's the plan. Well I'm actually uh I'm actually in the works of starting my own uh label. A little you know small little independent joint. Um me and my homies or whatever. So uh home base on base entertainment that's that's on the way real soon um i'm in the in the works with uh my homie quest um working on his ep uh, getting that together um a couple of you know a couple features here a couple features there you know, production and stuff like that um so yeah that's 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 the plan right now is um you know, putting on the putting the homies on now. I'm I'm on album number two, so I could take a take a step back for a little bit, you know, and um make like I said, make sure the make sure the crew is, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing and that I could um I could put more time and energy into that as well as still uh promoting what I got going on. Okay. So a lot of people don't you know, they don't think five steps ahead. They kind of focus on, you know, what they got in front of them. So do you have a backup plan or, you know, a strategy as far as cre uh, creating like, you know, uh, multiple hosts while you tracing your dream? Um, I mean, you know, I, I still work, you know, I still got a regular, you know, regular job or what have you. Um, so, you know, that's, as that was just common sense to me. It was, just, you know, second nature. You know, I would love to get to a point where, where I can focus solely on uh, on making music. But until that's my until that's my bread and butter, you know, what I'm saying, in, in the sense where like I can survive off of just making music. You know, what I'm saying, I'm still going. You know, I still got to work a regular job. I still got bills to pay. You know, what I'm saying, you know, shit like that. So. um yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm not I'm not much of a planner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't like to plan shit because when I plan shit, it don't it don't go the way I want it to. You know what I'm saying? So I try to like I try to just take it a day at a time. You know what I'm saying? And you know, kind of like whatever happens, just happens. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of a mentality I had, you know, back in the day. But you know, we actually living in a time of uncertainty. You know, not to knock, yeah. you know, your method to you know the way you carrying yourself. But yeah, no, no, I feel you. Yeah, it's it's always good to you know try to think at least two steps ahead when it comes to life because you know depending on what type of job you have, you know, if another pandemic happens, are you going to be affected by that? 
uh, you in a situation to where you could be deemed essential if you're going to work with somebody else. And, you know, if, if things get cut back, you know, what, what else can you, you know, go to or rely on outside right. of, you know, government assistance or, you know, another helping hand? Because at the end of the day, for a lot of people like me and you, we, you know what I'm saying? We, we don't really have like a backing or, you know, generation wealth to fall back on, you know what I'm saying? So we got to get it out the mud, just like, you know, the next person. I feel that. I feel that 100%. Yeah. So you said that you, uh, you went to the Art Institute originally for film, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Was you trying to, uh, you know, become like a videographer or just another skill set that you were trying to you know, mesh with your artistry as far as music. Man, I wanted to be, I wanted to be the next Spike Lee. Be honest with you. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I would, cause I was, I was, well, not was. I still am, honestly, a um, a big fan of you know Spike Lee's, um, you know, his his classic shit, you know, school days, do the right thing, Mo Better Blues. You know what I'm saying? He just had a Especially do the right thing easily, like my favorite Spike Lee movie. And um, I, you know, I, I just went through this phase where like I started getting introduced to um a lot of the like you know the classic you know quote unquote urban cinema or what have you. I, I hate that you word. I, I hate the word urban. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, you know that's that's when I really started getting you know not that I haven't seen or wasn't you know, familiar with a lot of those, you know what I'm saying? But um, that's when I really started getting into the boys in the hoods and the menace to societies and stuff like that. Um, you know, stuff that for better or for worse, you know, um, reflect black life, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not, you know, not to say that we all out here gang banging and shooting, you know, doing drugs and selling drugs, motherfuckering everybody. But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know, it just, it was just something that, that kind of caught my eye. And not even just, you know, not even just black films. Like, you know, easy, one of my favorite movies ever is, uh, is Forrest Gump, you know, so. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just was, I just was really into to film for whatever reason. So I was like, okay, you know, Maybe that's something I could do, and and I wanted to act as well. Okay, so what about now? Like, you know, uh, have you worked on any projects, or is this something you really haven't touched in the past few years? Uh, nah, nothing like that. Um, or at least not yet. You know, one one day eventually, I want to you know go ahead and try my, um, you know, with the acting thing and all of that. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm comfortable confident behind the camera but um i think i i think i could come across well as, as an actor you ever thought about going to school for it nah, nah, nah. nah i'm not opposed to it but um just to, to say if i you know really considered it or thought about it nah, i haven't well, I know that, you know, acting classes or acting school helps a lot of entertainers, whether they be comedians or, you know, thespians or whatever. It helps you with your stage presence and, you know, mm -hmm. helps strengthen your skills as far as, you know, being an entertainer. You know, so that's mm -hmm. something you might want to consider, you know, just 
for future references. Definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that into consideration, man. Okay. So let me ask you this. What uh, what are you working on currently? I know you say you just finished your second album, but is there any type of project, anything that you're working on at the moment? Um, for myself, as of right now, nah. Um, like I said, I'm I'm still you know producing for other artists. Um, you know what I'm saying still trying to build up my my collective of artists. Um, you know, getting getting them prepared and kind of kind of showing them the ropes. Uh, as far as um, you know, performing and being on stage and you know, recording and all of that. So um, right now, I'm I'm not really I'm not really thinking of myself. It's more or less trying to you know reach back and um, put my people on. Okay, so how many markets do you have your uh, your projects in? So um, my albums are on uh, all streaming platforms: uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, Title. You know, I'm I'm on shit that I I never heard of. I that I got shit on Deezer. I said I never heard of Deezer. <laughs> I, I saw I saw that my shit was on like Napster. I'm like, ain't nobody used Napster since like 2002. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I Heart, uh, Pandora, uh, YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, it's 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 everywhere. So that's what I'm saying. So did you did you take a look at your analytics and see like? Everywhere? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I I always take a look at uh, my analytics every every so often. I should say. Make so, how many different countries is your music in? Um, so far, I'm just in the U.S. Um, I got to look at it again. I probably did reach overseas somewhere, but as of as of right now, off the top of my head, I know I'm in the U.S. I think I hit somewhere in like South America or some shit, mm-hmm. uh, some somewhere way out like that. But um, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I would have, to, I would literally have to have it uh, in my face. Well, from my experience, uh, independent artists that I know or know of, you know, they always speak about the the good responses they get once they put their music out overseas, like. It could even be like Japan or any place in Europe, the Baltic, something like that, because, you know, uh, hip hop culture is universal Definitely. and and rap, you know, is, you know, international. So, Definitely. you know, it, it does transcribe, you know, overseas and with different countries and people. So that might be something you might want to look into, like, see what, you know, what, uh, what platforms they're streaming on over there and putting your music over there because you never know what type of response you'll get from it. Right, right. Man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I mean, I get that advice to anybody who's, you know, trying to put their music out there because, you know, just because, you know, your hometown don't mess with it doesn't mean somebody in like Utah or right. London or Australia might not, you know, really rock with you. And, you know, that creates opportunities to like, you know, put you in a place where you could actually go out there and perform. You know, I don't know if you financially ready or you got things set up, but you know, that's a, that's an opportunity you can capitalize on. And then once you, once you got your, your foot in the door in certain places, you know, 
somebody might like the way if you did, let's say you did a project all by yourself, they might not necessarily like the song, but they'll like the production on the song or they'll just want the beat, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, having the multiple talents and, you know, having other people along with you, you know, like you said, you want to put people on, you can do the same for yourself along with your, you know, people by, you know, creating those opportunities. Okay. So, uh, what has been, um, one of the, uh, more difficult hurdles you had to overcome when it comes to making music or performing? Um, I mean, just, just getting in my own head sometimes, um, you know, just overthink a lot, you know, and I, I try not to be aware of it. Um, sometimes, you know, yeah, I do, uh, um, you know, just, just trying to make this album, like I went through a, a three month period where basically couldn't write, couldn't produce anything, you know, I was just in a lump. Uh, you know, trying to figure out what's next, you know, trying to put something on paper. And, um, you know, you go through those phases and then you come out of it and, you know, you feel like a fucking genius afterwards, you know, so, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's been a big thing for me is, you know, I, I overthink a lot. Um, and, um, you know, just to, just the, I, I guess, to a certain degree, the confidence, um, you know, which is which is crazy because you know, mu- music is kind of like where I come alive and where um, you know you really get to see uh, that other side of me. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's it's just trying to, um, like I said, just trying not to overthink, trying not to get in my head too much. Okay, so overthinking uh, slow down progress in certain ways. Okay, so like, does like your friends or do your brother when they they see you get into that that type of headspace? Do they recognize it and you know try to coach you through it? Uh, I can't say yes or no. Um, because I kind of just got to the point where like I I know to like just give myself a break if I need to, um, you know, overworking and then you couple that with overthinking, you know, and trying to, you know, trying to get, you know, get to that, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of, it's, it's hard to verbalize it, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you kind of get uh, where I'm trying to go with this. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, to answer your question, no, not yes, not yes or no. Just kind of like, you know, sometimes I go to an event and just say, you know, I having trouble with, with this, that, and the third, you know, and again, I recognize it and just say, I, right, you know what, maybe I just need to take a step back. Um, you know, try to find some inspiration or something. And uh when I excuse me, when I get that vibe back, when I get the energy back, you know. All right, boom. Okay. So uh how did you and Max meet? Me and Max met at uh what was that? Mix. Um Mix Hope Georgia Avenue. 
Um, I was already familiar with uh with Maddie Ice already. We had met at um Tacoma about a year before that. Um and uh they came up there to perform. They um they had a, they had this, you know, this one little record that was cool. So, you know, so I kind of reached out to them, you know, vice versa. Okay. You guys uh work on any projects together yet? Uh I mean I sent a few beats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's about it as far as that goes. <laughs> nah, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. So I mean, with you in the you in the heart of the DMV, so you know, have you ever done any uh go go projects? <laughs> it's funny because me and my um my classmate back in high school, uh we were on the drum line together. Mm-hmm. And um, we were also very close with uh, with the music teacher at the school. Um, so we used to we used to hang out like after school, you know. Once once the band was done and over with and all of that, we would hang out after school. There was a drum set um, in the closet with the marching drums. And um, my uh, my music teacher, he was a um, a jazz pianist. Mm-hmm. He had this uh, Yamaha motif. Um, sitting by the like, sitting in front of the chalkboard, and so we would hang out after class, and you know, just, just jam out on the on the drums and on the keyboard, and we were like a little makeshift two man bang. Um, but I mean, on a major level, nah, I, don't like that. Um, I wanted to at one point in time, but that just didn't uh, come to fruition for whatever reason. Well, I don't I don't hear a lot of, you know, uh projects outside of like, you know, the typical, you know, go go band that's well known putting out their new stuff and performances like, you know, like what while they tried to do, um, switch yeah. it up and, and bring that D M V sound on a on a national on an international level, you know, yeah. like what Chuck Brown did. Chuck Brown took it all the way to China, you know what right. I'm saying? So, you know, I, I would love to see that you know, that part of DC, you know, blended in with like a, you know, a full length movie project, you know, not necessarily all about go-go music, but to have mm-hmm. it intertwined within the, you know, the whole series, like, uh, what's my man name? Um, Crazy Legs that uh, mm-hmm. he, took, he took Beat Your Feet all the way to Poland. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 Hey, I mean, hey, look, man, shit happens. <laughs> I'm sitting around like, what the fuck? Oh, real, my. real opportune and shit. Just <laughs> real convenient. I'm about to say, do you have a pet elephant? What, what hey, nah, nah. So it was a uh, electric candle. Somebody, <laughs> somebody was in there. Yeah. yeah thank you, mom. <laughs> yeah, they they in there cracking open cans. <laughs> and that's all good. We 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 you know we kid we kid a lot in here. It's it's funny, man. If you if you see if, if you got to see the the dynamic in here sometimes, man. We <laughs> we motherfuck and bullshit each other all day long, and it's and it's out of love. But you know, people people come over and be like, y'all really talk to each other like this. <laughs> <laughs> 
shit out of here, man. Fuck all that. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 crazy, but it's 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 all out of love, man. It's it's never um it's never malicious and it's never meant to um you know disrespect or harm anybody. You know, we just we just all just vote. We cuss a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm we we smoke, we drink, and we cuss. That's that's it. Hey, everybody got their own family dynamic, you know. Definitely, man. To each his own. At the end of the day, that's what's up. So, you uh, you in the position right now where you know you could go, you know, any direction. You know, I see you got the old shirt on. You got some merchers, uh, merchandise yes. as well. Yes, olden three two seven says buy my damn merch. <laughs> yeah so yeah this was like the the stone cold inspired you know joint okay um i got another one matter of fact i'll pull it out for you this was um a lyric from the hook on uh my song oh no looking like i just took your hoe <laughs> you know what i'm saying you could get that one in all different kind of colors and shit um yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm kind of good into the merch game now. Um, I felt like uh, being as though now I got the second album out, I thought it was more opportune now mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, trying to do it on the first album because I didn't really have nothing to nothing to go off of um, in terms of recognition or nothing like that. So now that I sort of kind of have a fan base now, you know, I was like, okay, I could try to, you know, I could try my hand with this. Um, I got another one that I that I just uh, I just put on my Teespring. It's a cool little joint. Me and my um, me and my dog came up with this uh, this little phrase. If I ain't getting paid or laid, I can't fade. And I said, man, <laughs> that shit need. I said that shit need to be on the shirt. So I went ahead and made that happen. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. I'm gonna have to uh, check out the Teespring. See what you got on there. Hey, link in the bio, man. Makes yeah, go ahead and do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So, uh, is there anybody that you uh you really want to work with in the future? Like, you know, uh artists, whether they be, you know, known uh or unknown. Oh man. You know, I I um I've been wanting to work with um uh her. Mm-hmm. Kind of just, I mean, just because we kind of have like a, a similar background um, in terms of us both being musicians. I'm a, I'm a keyboardist, um, and I dabbled a little bit in the drums. She's a, you know, keyboardist, guitar player, songwriter, you know, what I'm saying? great singer. Yes, yes, man. I, I got a little, I got a little crush on it too. So that's part <laughs> of it. Um, okay. Uh, Dua Lipa. Another like you know phenomenal pop artist. Um, let's see. I mean, you know, a lot of you know, it's it's so many people I could name, man. You know, I I be all day, you know, talking about all the people that I want to work with. I want to work with uh, Teddy Riley one day. Teddy Riley was like the the genesis for me. You know, I mean, when I when I heard that, um, when I heard the second guy out. You know, like if if you were to ask me like what is like what was New Jack Swing in the eighties and nineties, I would tell you that second guy. 
you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just set the tone. You know what I'm saying? Like the first, like the first album was dope, great album. But it's something about that that sound when he when he got to that second album, you know what I mean? And the stuff he was doing with uh with Mike on the Dangerous album, you know, stuff like that. You know, it it just it was crazy. He he was the guy that made me want to be a producer. Okay. You know, and um, you know, music was a, something that just kind of came secondhand for me. Well, not secondhand, uh, second nature. Um, it just was like, you know, what I'm saying? I, I sat in front of a piano one day and just, you know, was playing chords and didn't even really, really know what I was doing. You know, I just did it. So, um, yeah, he was he was the guy that made me want to be a producer. You know, so that's somebody I would love to work with him. Uh, Rel, you know, uh, Timberland. Um, man, it's just a lot. That's a lot, man. It's a lot of guys. Excuse me, that I would want to work with. Um, I mean, far as like you know, it's it's guys in my in my crew that I still ain't work with. Me and Maul to this day ain't got a damn song yet. Hmm. And the nigga was supposed to send me a beat, and the beat got fucked up some kind of way. Maul, send me that fucking beat, man. <laughs> send me that fucking beat. I don't care how you got to do it, man. Make it happen. That's that's all I'm gonna say about that, man. <laughs> you know, it's it's rare for me to talk to somebody who's in their twenties and they actually, you know, uh listen to or aware of, you know, the generation that I grew up on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, typically, you know, the generation the current generation doesn't really gravitate to the prior generation. Like they don't really, you know, rock with anything that happened during that period like they heard of it but that's not something they'll go back and you know rewatch or revisit or you know really even pay homage to like you know it what kills me is that you know you could you could be in your 30s in 2021 but you can't you can't rock with like you know biggie or um not necessarily you know it had to be like l cool j like right. music from the 80s, like all that stuff was, it was perfection for the era that it came out of. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, that's all they had and look at what they made out of it. Look what mm-hmm. they did. Look what Too Short was doing back in the day with mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? People like that, they got it out the mud and, right. and and made, you know, radio hits, you know, and then everybody like you know if it ain't 4k or if they ain't rapping like little uzi or whatever then Mm -hmm. they can't rock with it i'm like that's cool to each his own but you know don't forget to uh uh, pay respect to your elders you know especially especially when it comes to people who cultivated the hip-hop genre well you gotta you gotta look at it like this too it's um it's a generational thing you know what i'm saying the artists you know, or or the the people who grew up in you know the seventies and eighties may not appreciate the fifties and the sixties as much as they appreciate the current music. You know what I'm saying? When when you bring when you talk about the guys like the LL Cool J's and the you know the Run DMCs and those guys, that rap wasn't even considered music back in those days they they thought it was a fad and it was just going to you know it was going to be here and there and it was it was here today and gone tomorrow 
and you look at it now and it's this international global you know what i'm saying motherfuckers who can't speak english and say it was all a dream i used to read word up magazine you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's it's a it's a generational thing the, the stuff that we uh grew up appreciating the next generation is not going to appreciate as much the kids who like whatever they're listening to in the next you know 10 15 20 years may not like Migos or, or Uzi as much as you know the current generation does you know so it's it's always a it's always a shift it's always a I guess a changing of the guard or what have you you know what I'm saying the we're, we're always going to cling to you know whatever it is we grew up with you know what I'm saying because it's it's a it's a certain type of memory and a certain type of emotion you know what I'm saying? That is a, that it's associated with whatever that that song or that era is. You know, music is is the soundtrack to our lives. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the you know our parents or uh, or our parents before uh, you know our grandparents, they might not appreciate Biggie Smalls as much as they appreciate a, a Teddy Pendergrass or the OJ's. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. It's, you know, it's 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 just a generational thing, and um, like you said, man, to to each his own. You know what I'm saying? I I grew up on, you know, the Temptations, just like I grew up on Wu Tang. You know what I'm saying? So, my my musical influences, you know, go all over the place. I, you know, if you look on my phone, you see Jay Z one minute, and then it'll be Fleetwood Mac, uh, Fleetwood Mac the next minute. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Billy Joel, you know what I'm saying, and then go right into Jodeci, you know what I'm saying, and then from there to go to, you know, uh, you know, just just all over the place, man. You know, I, I I like all different kinds of music. You know what I'm saying. If I I react to good music, you know what I'm saying. I'm I, I don't really uh I don't get into eras and genres, you know what I'm saying. Good music is good music. Good music is good. I I like Hall and Notes. Just as much as I like uh, Boys the Men, you know. I can respect that. Not everybody has that mindset, you know. I I consider, you know, rappers of this current new era. I say that came out within like the next, the order. I said the next, the last mm-hmm. seven years. Yeah, there's been a lot of entertainers. It's it's a big disconnect. It's, so, it's a really big disconnect, man. And uh, you you know with 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 youth, there's always going to be an air of um, rebellion. You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you was, let me. I'm I'm trying to get my words together, man. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> you know when when the the Uzis and the Yadis was coming out, you know, saying that they don't. You know, they don't pay attention to the the Tupacs and the Biggies. You know what I'm saying? That probably just wasn't what they were, um, what what they were um, ex- experiencing or um, influenced by or exposed to. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when when they go on like a Ebro in the morning or uh, you know the Breakfast Club or whatever, and they say, you know, oh, uh, you know. 
freestyle to you know DJ Premier. Who who was it that who who was it that said they ain't want to freestyle to uh, DJ Premier? I want to say it was Yachty or uh, uh, Young Thug or one of them niggas. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, how how could you not want to freestyle to Primo? Like, like I said, these aren't these are rappers slash entertainers. You know, for me, these are artists. No, 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 no. It's nothing wrong. No, no, no. no. You see, you see, I use the air quotes. So, see, I use the air quotes. You know, if if I make a if I make a a slight you know video or whatever, Mm -hmm. or I put something together, I could be considered an artist. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's uh, you know, that's a a subject or or umbrella that you know these things fall under. You know actors are artists lesbians are artists you know right. so, you know what I'm saying these are people who create right. something and uh with a rhythm or whatever and it provides entertainment what i'm saying is when it comes to music mm-hmm. in my opinion they're entertainers yeah there's rappers right and there's lyricists right you know what i'm saying so i would consider uh migos entertainers entertainers yeah i would consider i would consider young jeezy a rapper right i would consider uh jadakiss a lyricist a lyricist definitely you know what i'm saying so i agree 100 percent. you know what i'm saying so it's it's levels to the shit so when you expect the entertainer to perform the act of a lyricist it's not going to transcribe you know what i'm saying so it that's that's what i believe that you know because they're comparing these people are accessing the numbers as far as popularity as far as wealth as far as control in the rap game that you know people that you admire like biggie Lil wayne uh big crit you know what i'm saying kendrick Mm -hmm. lamar j cole these are these lyrics guys who are spitting yeah these are people that are that are true mcs that move the crowd that that Mm -hmm. you listen to they they track you rewind it back so you can replay Mm -hmm. what they just said because you you sometimes you don't catch it and you be like wait a minute what did he just say shit that the shit that you want to do over and over again because the shit was so fire you can't expect somebody who who's not about that life essentially right to, to do that because right. what they can do they can make something catchy and mm-hmm. they can they can make a trend out of it mm-hmm. in their own unique way now i you know i'm not against change but right. you got to know what you classifying into the you know into the just change that you're introducing you know what i'm saying the new era new wave you know what i'm saying that's that's what it is and people and, are, and i and i think it's also important that um you know, we we study what what came before us. You know what I'm saying, and and um, you know, we we pay our respects to the people who made a way. You got to understand, like with this hip hop shit, people people died. You know what I'm saying for for hip hop to be the the international phenomenon that it is, and I ain't even talking about just you know the Biggies and the Tupacs and whoever else. I'm talking about you know what I'm saying? The the people whose names we probably don't know and never heard of, you know what I'm saying, who who got shot, stabbed, or beat up, you know what I'm saying, at a at a block party in Harlem, you know what I'm saying? And all they wanted to do was rock the mic that night. You know what I'm saying? So 
it's it's always important that we um that we acknowledge uh what what came before us most definitely i think once once people you know set aside their ego and mm-hmm. actually you know uh study their history they understand you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying people like rakim you know people like buster rhymes yeah. you know uh like mob deep all these people that right transcended what music was for their time and what they era and they was all unique in their own way and they stood you know they stood apart uh, atop the pinnacle what they were doing at their times you know and just because you know right now i can't even say that you know rap is moving in a positive direction as far as talent but as far as its growth as far as uh it's shift for you know people of color are getting what they deserve even though it's, oh, it's, it's, it's definitely at a it's it's peaking you know what i'm saying as far as that goes but i, I don't know I, I can't really say that it's peaking i i could say that it's moving in the in the upward tick that it's supposed yeah, to be yeah, you know what i'm saying so yeah, but definitely. a lot a lot of uh a lot of people recognize that they don't need you know, a major label behind them to get what they need to be. Right. It all comes from doing your research. That all comes from, you know, not just, you know, signing the first deal that gets in front of you. Right. You know what I'm saying? It comes from, you know, actually, uh, you know, putting some work and effort into something besides, you know, one video or one track going viral or blowing up. You know what I'm saying? So you can't, don't just be a one trick pony when it comes to life. You know, so I mean, it is what it is at the end of the day. Everyone, you know, has a choice to make. They even going to do A, they want to do B. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I'm going to look for as many options as possible and do what's best for me. Definitely. Yeah. But, anyways, man, you know, this has been dope, man. I appreciate you coming on by to the show, man. Ladies and gentlemen, MJ. Get some love, all of that. Yeah, man. So, uh, I want you to let the people know where they can find you at. And you can find me on Instagram at MJ Olden Official, uh, Twitter MJ underscore Olden ninety four. Uh, link in the bio on both pages. You know, you can find the Teespring, the Apple Music, all of that on there. Um, the Cash App, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So yeah, all of that's on there. Um, but those are my my two main pages. Okay, you got a, a YouTube channel? Yeah, uh, my YouTube channel is Matthew Olden. Um, or if you want to just you know go straight to the music, you can just type in MJ Olden. Uh, Matthew Olden has um, all the music videos, other little interviews, um, uh, little little shit that I did before. Um, before I started really making music like that. So y'all can hear all them grimy, gritty, nasty sounding ass joints <laughs> before, you know what I'm saying? Um yeah, yeah, yeah. All that all of that's on there. Okay, that's what's up. Get a little peek behind the curtain of uh who you were and who you're growing to be. Yeah. I you know what is it's crazy. Um there's a song on the first album that I did called uh, You Got That, which I recycled from like 2016. And the original track 
it's still on my YouTube. So you could you could hear the the difference and 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 the progression as far as um you know the production and all of that behind it. Okay, I'm going to check it out, man. I, yeah. I appreciate you for joining me today, man. It's been dope. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here, man. Glad to glad to be a part of it. You know, plan on uh coming back in the future, hopefully. Yeah, we could do that most definitely. Give it a give it a little while and we could uh you know yeah. schedule uh another sit down, man, see where you at, see what you uh you've been doing since the last time we met and yeah, you know, see what happens from there. Yeah, I'm I'm always I'm always down to just, you know, shoot the shit. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, just shoot the breeze for a little bit, man. You know, chop it up or what have you. That's a bet. I got you. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Land of a Legend, a.k.a. Big T, and this has been another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. That's I Can't, with a K, Make This Up podcast. You can find me everywhere you stream podcasts. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Don't forget to hit that like button. Don't forget to hit that share button. And leave a comment and let me know what you like and what you didn't like. And don't forget to also support my guest, MJ Olden. I have links in the bio for all of his, uh, you know, platforms. You can reach out to him, get that merch, you know, listen to some tracks, share your thoughts and opinions on his artistry. But until next time, peace. Peace. I can't make this up. Being the winged man got me punched in the face by this crazy chick. I can't make this up. Gave this cool old man to ride home. Now I'm harboring the fugitive. I can't make this up. Pin between the fat chick and the speaker. Now my shirt smell like her backside. I can't make this up. It's all bad because my man about to get stabbed in his hand over french fries. Bad. And I'ma let the land over legend do the rest. I'm out.